Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, we'll answer a listener question about why we drive on parkways and park on driveways. You'll also learn about a flapping spacecraft that's being designed to explore Venus and why recalling a word on the tip of your tongue ensures that you'll forget it next time. Let's satisfy some, uh, that word that starts with a C. Ah, what is it? Curiosity. Ah, there it is. (laughs) We got a listener question from Reddit user Kaurego, who wants to know the answer to the age old question, why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Great question. This particular English eccentricity is a great demonstration of how language can hold on to relics of the past. It turns out that the verb park, in the sense of putting your car somewhere, and the noun park, in the sense of a green space where you can play frisbee and admonish people for feeding the ducks, both have the same origin. In the mid-13th century, park referred to an enclosed hunting preserve. Around the 1660s, enclosed lots like these were established in London not for hunting, but for public recreation, which is when our modern sense of the noun park was born. Eventually, this green meaning became so ingrained that it became a verb. In the mid-1800s, to park meant to create a little patch of parkland by planting trees or flowers. Cities would border roads with parkings, or little strips of flowers or grass for decoration and temperature control. On special occasions, they'd be used to hold horse-drawn carriages. But as the automobile got more popular around the turn of the 20th century, these parkings were given up for car storage. Some sources say this is where we got the car-related term parking, but others point out that to park has referred to arranging military vehicles in an enclosure since the early 1800s. Driveway, on the other hand, has pretty much always meant what it does today a path from a public road to a private house, which might be a pretty long way if you have a large estate. Of course, these days, most people's houses are very close to the road, so we don't do much driving on driveways. Basically, we used to drive and park on driveways, but these days, we mostly just park on them. A little while after parks popped up in cities, the word parkway was born. That literally meant a way through a park. That is, high-speed paths that took horse-drawn carriages from one side of the park to the other. People have driven on parkways as long as parkways have existed. So in essence, we drive on parkways because parkways are roads that go through parks. And we park on driveways because driveways used to be for driving, but now they're so short we can only park on them. Thanks for your question, Calrego. If you have a question, send it in to podcast at curiosity.com. A flapping spacecraft is being designed to explore Venus. You know how there's a saying that when the going gets tough, the tough get going? Well, that is especially true for some scientific explorers planning to discover more about Venus. I mean, on Venus, you have to deal with a hellish landscape, extremely thick atmosphere, and clouds of sulfuric rain. Those tend to make Venus pretty much impossible to explore. And that's why scientists have come up with a pretty cool potential solution, as in a morphing spacecraft inspired by a stingray. Super cool! It's known as BREEZE, which is short for Bio-Inspired Ray for Extreme Environments and Zonal Explorations. And it was designed by the University of Buffalo's Crashworthiness for Aerospace Structures and Hybrids Laboratory. It's one of 12 revolutionary concepts selected by NASA as part of its Innovative Advanced Concepts Program. And that funds innovative projects that are in early phase development. The key is the unique design of BREEZE's morphing wings. They'll use an internal tensioning system to generate thrust, ensure control and stability, and provide additional lift and mechanical compression. All of this allows for buoyancy control, 
And that lets the breeze navigate through Venus's atmosphere the same way a stingray navigates through water. This is especially important since the temperatures and air pressure on Venus are only stable enough for a craft to survive above Venus's dense clouds. Those are about 30 miles or 50 kilometers above the surface. In fact, some scientists have even speculated that these altitudes are where life could be found. That life would probably come in the form of extremophile organisms that thrive in a hot and acidic environment, as in they're thermoacidophilic. The craft would circumnavigate the planet every four to six days, and it would gather atmospheric samples, track weather patterns, monitor volcanic activity, and gather other data on Venus's environment. It would rely on solar panels to recharge its instruments. But Venus doesn't get all the glory. Here on Earth, we could use this technology for missions to underwater environments, or of course on other bodies in the solar system with dense atmospheres. It's one of many inspired ideas that have been proposed in recent years for exploring Venus's atmosphere. The next two decades will be an exciting time for space exploration. Whether it's Stingray-inspired gliders in the atmosphere of Venus, Dragonfly-inspired drones in the skies of Titan, or Snake-inspired robots beneath the surface of Mars, there are several proposed missions to explore exotic and mysterious environments. And I like that they're all based on animals. Yeah, that's called biomimicry. Ooh. It's super cool. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by Mova Globes, rotating globes powered by light and Earth's magnetic field. You probably can't personally explore Venus right now, so how about putting it on your desk? Ashley has a Mova Globe of Mars on her desk, and there are plenty of other planets and moons to choose from, not to mention, of course, maps of Earth. Mova Globes use an out of this world technology that's the first of its kind. That's why the globes turn on their own when they're exposed to ambient light. Hidden magnets make them move, so you don't have to deal with batteries or messy cords. There are 40 different designs of MOVA globes, including world maps, outer space, and even famous works of art. And no matter which design you choose, MOVA globes are the perfect decor for a conversation starter. And right now, during their special holiday promotion, you can get 15% off everything, plus free shipping. This is their biggest deal of the year, so please visit MovaGlobes, M-O-V-A Globes, dot com slash curiosity and use coupon code curiosity, that's C-U-R-I-O-S-I-T-Y, for 15% off your purchase, plus free shipping. One more time, that's MovaGlobes, dot com slash curiosity, code curiosity. Have you ever noticed that there are some words you forget again and again? Like that word that means improve, but starts with an A. It sounds like a girl's name. What's that word? Well, okay, I'm going to stop right there because research shows that actually recalling a word on the tip of your tongue helps ensure that you'll forget it the next time. A study found that it's not the word, but the struggle to remember it that's to blame. Students in that study were given definitions of words and asked to say whether they knew the word, didn't know the word, or if it was on the tip of their tongue. That's something psychologists call a tot or tip of the tongue state. If they were in a tot state, Researchers randomly assigned them to spend either 10 or 30 seconds trying to remember the word before finally seeing what it was. Two days later, the students were tested on the same words again. While you'd think they'd have an easier time recalling the words they got to see that were on the tips of their tongues, that wasn't the case. The words just remained on the tips of the students' tongues. And this was twice as likely when a student spent more time trying to recall the word. It turns out that trying to remember a word blazes a metaphorical trail in your brain, one that you're more likely to run down when the same word comes up again. The science suggests that the next time you have a word on the tip of your tongue, you should immediately look it up or ask someone. 
If you do get the word, say it to yourself. By laying down another procedural memory, you can help ameliorate the effects of the error. Ameliorate! It was right on the tip of my tongue. Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you can catch this weekend on Curiosity.com. This weekend, you'll learn about how you can learn and unlearn emotions, why there are more exoplanets with multiple suns than we thought, how bourbon whiskeys are like snowflakes, an ancient beetle trapped in amber that shows how long insects have pollinated flowers, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. So you drive on parkways because parkways used to go through parks. And you park on driveways because driveways used to be a long road that went to a private place. And now they're short, so you only park on them. Well, sometimes they're short. The house I grew up in had a really long driveway. Sometimes you drive on driveways. I got really good at backing down it, too. It was like a curvy S-shaped down a hill, and I could nail that without even reflectors. I was awesome. That's really cool. My mom's house also has a slightly long driveway, but there's a giant redwood right in the middle of it. (sighs) So you don't want to go down backwards. Jealous. And there's a craft inspired by a stingray that flaps its wings that might explore Venus someday. I think Venus is highly underrated. Oh, I think so, too. I'm like all about, you know, everyone is all about Mars. And I'm just like, dude, what's going on in Venus? And I think I'm like most people in that I cannot stand when something's on the tip of my tongue. And my instinct is, well, I got to just remember it on my own. I don't want to Google it. I don't want to pull out my phone and look it up. But now I know maybe I should. And then I won't have to go through that pathway. Yeah. Thesauruses, like Venus, highly underrated. Today's stories were written by Ashley Hamer and by Matt Williams for Universe Today and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Have a great weekend and join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.